Somebody give him a shout of praise tonight. Come on, if you believe it, give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got it. You got to pull out the word of the Lord, brother and sister Donnelly, on the devil sometimes. Media, help me out. Satan, have you, devil, have you, have you ever read 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 14? Because if you did, you wouldn't even try your shenanigans with me. It said, now thanks to be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph. I don't care what the odds are. I don't care what the circumstance is. When God puts his hand on it, he's going to cause you to win. He's going to turn the tables. He's going to upset the balance. If God be for us, tell me who can be against us. Oh, if you believe that tonight, give him a shout of praise. Yeah, yeah. My God, it feels good in here tonight. How many of you thank God for the ministry of evangelist John Willis? We're thankful he's here tonight. I want him to come and obey the Holy Ghost. One more time, clap your hands and give the Lord a shout of praise as he comes to preach tonight. Come on, let's do it under the Lord. Come on, let's do it high and lift it up unto the Lord. Come on, we do it high and lift it up. His train shall fill the temple. We need the glory of the Lord. Stay in his house. Turn around to somebody, give him a high five. Say, hey, aren't you just glad you decided to come to church? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Now turn around to the ugly one and do the same thing. No, I'm just kidding. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. How many love Jesus with all your heart, soul, and mind? Holy Ghost is here. I'm excited about being in church, and I'm glad to be in Fort Myers. It's always good to be home away from home. Amen. While you're standing, if you could turn to Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 38 through 42. We're going to read uh, those few verses tonight. Amen. I give honor to your great pastor and his family. I think you ought to give them a hand clap uh, for standing for truth and for loving you through all the stuff. Oh, I think I would get a higher clap clap some of y'all. Appreciate you, great friends of mine. Love them dearly. Amen. Praise God. I promise not to preach too long tonight because I think the Holy Ghost is about ready to explode tonight. And if you haven't caught that, you better wake up. See, I got to catch this tonight. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. 
And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath let me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Martha, Martha. Can you, can you imagine? That's how Jesus probably said, Martha, Martha. You're troubled about some things. But one thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Tonight I'm going to preach on this subject, the kingdom of empty hands. The kingdom of empty hands. I wonder if you can lift your hands up in the heaven right now. And call on the Lord right now. In Jesus' name, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We come to honor you tonight, Jesus. We come to magnify you, Lord. We come to praise your mighty name, O oh Lord. We come to lift you up right now. God, we didn't come to play games tonight, but we come rejoicing in our heart, knowing that you're coming back soon for a church one day. Now clap your hands like you mean it right now. Come on, clap your hands like you mean it right now. Why do we clap our hands? It's a sign of victory. Why do we clap our hands? Because we're moving forward. Why do we clap our hands? So the enemy knows we're coming. That we're not backing up for anybody. You may be seated. Everything is about God's kingdom. It's not about earthly kingdoms. It's not about governmental positions. It's not about treasures laid up in the world. It's not about places of position in the world. It's not about your job. It's not about your earthly family. But it definitely is about the kingdom of God. Well, I wish somebody believed that right now. I come to punch the devil in the eye tonight. I come to give him a black eye tonight. I believe I'm among some people who made up their mind. I'm more concerned about the kingdom of God than I am anything else. I wish somebody clap your hands like you mean it tonight. Yeah. 
But in order to understand the kingdom of God, the Bible says you must be born of water and of spirit. John chapter 3, verse 5. It says that ye must be born again of water and of spirit. That if you are born of water and of spirit, not out of your mother's womb, but of the spiritual, changing yourself into a spiritual being. If you're going to enter God's kingdom, you must be born again of water and of spirit. I'll go a little farther if you're even going to see the kingdom that they've been testifying about tonight. You must be born again of water and of spirit. If there's anything that ought to get us excited is being born again of water and of spirit. The enemy's good at trying to get you to minimize your effort and minimize your praise about being born again. But I think I've got at least 200 of you here tonight that's made up my mind. I'm glad I entered and I'm glad I saw. Because I'm moving into the kingdom of God. There is no other way. but to be born again of water and of spirit. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh it shall be opened. Devil, shut up. We are going to ask. We are going to receive. We're going to knock. And it shall be opened. Well, I wish somebody would operate in the kingdom right now. I'm telling you right now, it's time to believe that anything's possible if you ask for it, if you seek it, and if you knock for it. Oh, what man is there of you, the Bible says, that in whom his son asked bread, he would give him a stone. But if he asked a fish, he would give him a serpent. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? If you're looking for truth, you're going to find it. If you're hungry for God, you're going to find him. If you're hungry for the real thing, you will find it. I'm saying keep seeking, keep knocking, keep asking, and God will give it. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even to them. For this is the law and prophets. But the Bible says, enter ye into the straight gate. And... The, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, but many be there which go in thereat. 
like reading scriptures like this. We all of a sudden start getting a little hushy-hush. Because all of a sudden we start thinking, my Lord, how in the world am I going to enter in this straight gate? How in the world am I going to go? I like the easy path. I like, uh, I like to go the easy way. But the Bible says, these are red letter words, just in case you don't believe the Bible. Jesus said this. He said, the wide gate leadeth to destruction. The broad way leadeth to destruction. And many there that go thereof. And you're wondering, why is there all these churches and all these people ain't preaching what you're preaching? Because I made up my mind. I want to go into the straight gate. I want to go into the narrow away. Why? Because that's what leads unto life. And few be there that find it. But I'm telling you, I'm going to ask for the straight gate. I'm going to ask for the narrow gate. Why? Because if I ask for it, I'll find it. That's why you got to make up in your mind. It's all about the kingdom. You came to the right place if you're looking for the kingdom of God. You came to the right place if you're hungry and you want something beyond this world. You came to the right place if you're tired of this world. You came to the right place if you're looking for an answer. Do I have any of them that found it here tonight? I don't know if that's good enough right now. I wonder how many of you actually found it. You couldn't sit on your seat if you really have this. You couldn't just sit back and relax because something got a hold of you. I'm talking about kingdom thinking, kingdom mindset, kingdom conquering. Oh, you saw it when you received it. You saw it when you got it. Leah, come on up here. Come on, run up here. Run which way you got to run. This man, he was about ready to blow up tonight. Pastor and I barely got the mic tonight. But if you know this man's story and where he come from, and now he's all part of this whole bus ministry stuff, picking up whosoever will. You want to know why? He entered into the kingdom. He already tried the broad way. He already found the destructive way. But somewhere along the line, he said, I want the narrow way. I want the straight gate way. Why? Because there's something about the kingdom of God that's greater than just any kingdom out there. Please stay up here. Brother Daniel, where are you hiding? Get on up here, man. I remember when Brother Daniel was new in the church. He looked at this man. I guarantee you in the world, you wouldn't mess with this dude. But now, he's got these ideas of men's Bible studies and men's prayer meetings and why? Probably because he saw other things that were destructive, but he made up his mind. I'd rather have a narrow prayer meeting. I'd rather have a narrow prayer meeting. I'd rather have, oh, that I gotta go through the straight gate Bible study than to just exist out there.
this is the Mario Brothers. I don't know which one's, what's the name, Louis, Luigi? Luigi and Mario. Luigi and Mario. Luigi and Mario. Is that what it is? Shrink down a little bit then, bud. Stand up tall, big one. See, you got to understand, this man definitely, is he Mario? That's Mario. Okay. Mario's, get down there, boss. You're making me all confused in my message here tonight. This man is so crazy, he gets lost up in, uh, you know, bunny, bunny, whoop, bunny stuff, you know. Because he was hungry for more. And, uh, he ran into this church uh, because he'd been, he'd been reading the Bible before he even walked into the church. Uh, and he saw things he, he, he knew was there, but he never found it uh, because he had been in the broad perspective of things. Uh, but somewhere uh, he made up his mind, uh, I got to go to this church called the Rock Church. Uh, I hear they're a little crazy over there. They ain't like every other broad church uh, or broad believing church. Uh, he said, uh, if what I see in this atmosphere, if it's straight, I want it. If it's narrow, I want it. And so he gets it. I pray like you're in the kingdom. Get this worship. Preach. Do something. Yeah. Be kingdom minded. Show your son how to do it, bud. You got daughters, show how to do it. Don't you come near my daughter. I'm telling you, what is he? he's operating kingdom. He found this narrow way. He couldn't understand. And that crazy narrow thinking, he said, come here, Luigi. I got a buddy named Mario. Mario, you think you got it going on? I'm telling you right now, you got to come to this narrow thinking, this straight thinking. You'll find something you never found before. I'm talking about it, people that are interested in the kingdom of God. Oh, and when they found it, Stop being in the kingdom. Keep being the kingdom. Do your thing, Mario Brothers. Woo! Yeah, this is even fit for preacher's kids. Boy's been raising this thing. I've known Judah. Since he was a young punk. No, he's an old punk. Oh, I'm sorry. Good kid. Older kid. No, young adult. Young man. There we go. We'll get it right. But all of a sudden, he realized there's a whole lot out there. He's grown up enough to be man enough that he can operate a drill now. He can operate a paintbrush. He can even learn how to stand up on stilts and paint. You're not even going to try it tonight. So he even he, he even saw uh, saw this big old world. Wow, that's huge. Something got a hold of a preacher kid. He said, Daddy, I see what's out there, but I think I like the narrow way better. I like the straight way better. 
So now we got another kingdom conqueror. Oh, that's all the kingdom. It isn't just being raised in this thing. It's about a desire. I'm all about the kingdom of God. Get over here and stop being a preacher kid and be responsible. Excuse me, he's married, Brother Sloss. Come on up here, Brother Sloss. My first encounter with young Brother Trevor, I watched him. He's really Mario. <laughs> My first encounter was at Ignite Camp, him watching him play a little basketball. He wasn't afraid to mess around. I'm going to whip these urchin boys. I'm going to whip all these people. So here I am, the sheriff of the camp, and he's coming up to Brother Willis, wanting to work the Broadway. Brother Willis, please let us sneak out tonight and cause some ruckus. Yeah, that was you. Brother Willis, would you please let me just let us one time out of the dorm tonight. Just close your eyes and keep the golf cart on the other side of the campground. Let us do our thing. Now, I don't know if they were going to go out and try to go in that pond with full of snakes and alligators and everything in the middle of the night and jump on that big old bouncy, whatever you call that thing in the middle of the pond. and yeah, The blob. So he wanted to go blobbing. Was it? Yeah, Mario. Blobbing, blobbing, blobbing. And that boy, I... I remember even in those dorms, he started doing a little singing. Well, I was in the shower. The whole dorm heard him. It was bad. If his pastor saw something in him that scared him half to death, you mean you want me to get in front of people to do that? Something got a hold of this young, he's married now. I know something about this. He married a good one too. Something got a hold of brother, young brother Trevor. And, he, and all of a sudden, his pastor was trying to show him the kingdom. That boy, I just heard recently, he cried. I know how you cry, too. Oh, pastor, don't make me get up there. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Now, you'll never think that Trevor just talking to him. But that was his first response. Oh, don't you think? I gotta live in the broad perspective of seeing versus the narrow way and the straight way. And so, what are we doing now? We've got a Trevor that's made up his mind. I saw the kingdom. There's something about the kingdom that's gotten a hold of me, and I, I can't go anywhere else because there's something about this kingdom uh, that's different than any other kingdom. Uh, I'm telling you right now, young men like him, uh, they could probably travel singing, uh, but he loves, uh, I choose uh, the kingdom of God uh, more than any other kingdom out there. This kingdom... It's got to be on our mind every day. The kingdom has got to constantly be what we see every day. 
And if we don't wake up in the morning thinking about the kingdom, we better go revisit why we are here. Because the kingdom is going to have to deal with things that most kingdoms won't want to deal with. The kingdom of heaven is going to have to learn to deal when Jesus said, I want you to build a house upon a rock. He said, I don't need you to build a house upon sand because there's coming a day that rain's coming. The floods are coming. The wind is going to start to blow. But real kingdom-minded people understand when I build this narrow house upon a rock, it will not fall away. It will not fall. I'll preach a little bit right now. But the enemy would convince you, oh, there's another way. I can do it how I want to do it. I'm here today to tell you, honey, that's not the kingdom of God. That's not what the Bible says. we got to make up our mind. I'm building a house on the rock called Jesus. I wish somebody clap your hands like you mean it right now. Come on, the rain's going to fall. Oh, the floods will come, and the wind's going to blow. But when you're in God's kingdom, you will not flood away. You will not blow away. I wish you'd lift your hands right now in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on. Holy Ghost is here tonight. Come on. Come on. You gotta understand me tonight. Jesus said, everyone that heareth these sayings of mine about building your house upon a rock. And he said, him that doeth him not, him that doeth him not is likened unto a foolish man. But I'm here today to tell you, we can't afford to build a house upon the sand of the world. That's why you got to believe the true church of God has authority. You need to hear me, Jesus said, right after he told them about what the wise man's going to do and what the foolish man's going to do. And he said, and it came to pass that when Jesus had ended these sins, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Some of you are astonished that I am repeating to you what the word of God says, that ye must be born again of water and of spirit. Some of y'all, it's just like you're just afraid to just leap and shout and run the aisles just because we were born again. Because we might be afraid of offending somebody. But when they heard him talk about these kind of things, they understood. There's something about Jesus. The straight way. They became astonished at his doctrine. 
For he taught them having one, having authority, not as the scribes, not just as teachers, not just as readers of the word, but something got a hold of Brother Leal tonight. We're testifying we're going to be giant killers. We're testifying we're going to be overcomers. What was he doing? I am a man full of the authority of God. It's time to believe we're in the kingdom. You have got to believe the true church has authority. I say that again. You have got to believe the true church has authority. We do not have a wet down version. We do not have an easy believism. Accepting him as your personal savior. That's not in the Bible, friend. It does never say accept him as a personal savior, but it definitely says, oh, what a minute, brethren, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about authority. Sorry if the non-wet-down version offends you because I'm not trying to offend you. But we do not have time for soft doctrine. We have got to be a people that have sound, solid doctrine. Because this is the rock that we're building ourselves upon. You can't have the idea that you can be relative. Well, I, I want to be like or compared to the world. Relativism does not save you. But ye are a chosen generation, a peculiar people. Oh, I have called you out of darkness. Oh, I pulled you out and brought you to a kingdom. Oh, I wish somebody would praise him because he brought you out of the brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. But your church ain't like every other church like the world. That doesn't save you, friend. You've got to stop wanting to be modern. Progressive, innovative, and doctrine. That does not save you. You gotta still believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm sorry I'm preaching a little doctrine here tonight, but I'm trying to establish what the kingdom is. And somebody's hungry enough tonight to say, I want that kingdom. That's what I've been hungry for all my life.
You got to believe here, O Israel. <laughs> oh, the Lord our God is one Lord. He's not two. He's not three. He's not four. He's one Lord. And you got to believe there's one body, one spirit, and we're all called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Devil, we're gonna believe God. The kingdom is setting up. Oh, you need to hear me. I wish I had some people believe that right now. There's one God and Father of us all. I mean, even the Father of us all, who's above all and through all and in you all. Jesus said, I come to you in my Father's name. You full of the Holy Ghost tonight. You're full of your heavenly Father inside of you. That's why Jesus said, go baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. What is that singular name of the Father? What's that singular name of the Son? What's that singular name of the Holy Ghost? I wish I had some kingdom people here tonight. This ought to excite you. This ought to be able to tell the world, I'm part of something that's bigger than me. And it shall come to pass that whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be Saved. It doesn't say you are saved. You says you shall be. It means you are in motion to be saved. Too many of us think, say, Jesus, Jesus, I'm good. No, that's just the beginning. When you call on that name, it puts you into motion. I'm about ready to get saved. I must be born again of water and the spirit. He that believeth not and is not baptized. I'm telling you right now, you got to believe we're living in a world that needs to hear about the sound doctrine of who God is. That's why he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. I didn't come this far to be damned. I didn't come this long this way to be damned. Because these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they what? They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. That's why COVID, you're not going to hurt me. COVID, you're not going to destroy me. Oh, I come here to talk in tongues tonight. I come to talk in a new heavenly language tonight. Oh, you want easy religion. You want easy responses. Oh, you just want to get by. I don't want anybody to know I'm part of the rock church. They're a little crazy over there. They jump and shout every service. My God, they run the aisles about every service. Go ahead, Sister Deborah. You just speak it out, girl. So, God, he likes, he likes to do other things. Come on, Sister Tabitha. Come on up here. I ain't letting you hang out there by yourself. Come on, girl. 
There's a shift that happened in the Holy Ghost around here. Now, not everybody likes this, but that's okay because I'm in sync with your pastor. Mr. Tabitha, come on up here and you and your high heels. She out shouts y'all and you guys got flats on. She's not a, see, she's all humble and she's all proud because she likes the straight gate better than the proud gate. Proud and loud. She ain't about that. But one thing, if you know where she came from uh, and you get her behind that pulpit, uh, that devil's afraid of her uh, because she's not just a woman. Uh, she's a woman of authority uh, that believes. Uh, uh, I'll take up any serpent. Uh, I'll let you know you've got no place here. I'm just going to, I just let that one just roll out there. I just, y'all don't have to pay me for that one. I'll build more chicken coops if I got to over that one. <laughs> got to understand something. When we start thinking kingdom and we start believing in kingdom, we have to get a fresh paradigm of God's view of the kingdom. See, all these guys got little preacher stuff, little Miss Preacher Ed over here. Y'all gonna stand because I'm standing because y'all gonna make sure there's sound doctrine tonight. So, but there are four paradigms of the kingdom that Jesus tried to teach him. He said, you're gonna have to learn how to deal with lost sheep. There'll be people that come in that ravening wolves will want to come in and try to steal everything you've been working for. And the purpose of God's kingdom, you might have to be willing to leave the 99, go get the one, and don't stay out there. But you gather them, you pick them up, you might have to buy them lunch again. You might have to help them pay rent again because they're all messed up as sheep. But somewhere you've got to bring them back home and say, guess what? You still belong here. This is kingdom mind. You've got to believe right now. You can't afford to let something get in your spirit that says they ain't making it. No, I'm going to go find them. I'm going to carry them back home. They got about 10 flat tires when they left the sheepfold. That means I might have to go, I'll go visit Brother Leah. Brother Leah, I need about 10 tires. Because they got about 10 flat tires. They, they just can't make it back because the wolves have eaten them up so bad they can hardly make it. But you might have to go up there, bind up the wounds, put them on your shoulder, and say, guess what? It's time to come home. I really am trying to preach short tonight, but the Holy Ghost moved on me in our room this morning. I'm I begin to feel it right this afternoon while we were trying to get some stuff done. I'm telling you right now, you got to understand these paradigms in the kingdom. You have to deal with lost sheep. The sheep that comes in that gets lost. Sheep. Second paradigm, you got to learn how to deal with the lost coin. Those that come in and the dust begins to cover their eyes. 
and they can no longer see the revelation of the one true gospel. All of a sudden they find themselves blinded because they've been blinded by the world, blinded by the wolves of the world, the false prophets of the world, that you got to go and learn how to sweep the floor so they can see again there's still a church that's operating in the kingdom. People are going to, oh, you need to help me right now. You got to learn, say in Jesus' name, I'm going to keep teaching the Bible study until their eyes get opened and they see the truth about God and what God wants to do. Lost sheep, lost coin. You You got to remove the dust. That means you need to go clean. Go help somebody out. Do a few chores. Whatever it takes. Of course, the third paradigm is the lost son. We like preaching about the lost son and what he's dealt with. Come hit me not during prayer request tonight. You come. There's some prodigals coming up here. God spoke to me as I sat over here. You better prepare yourself because there are prodigals that are finding their pig pen and they're beginning to realize it was better off in my father's house than it is to be here. Even the servants eat better in my father's house than what I'm dealing with in the world. You need to start praying right now. You better believe this kind of paradigm is what happens in the kingdom. I believe right now there are prodigals watching this online because something moved upon the thunder. I tell the Holy Ghost came in my room this afternoon and he said, I come to reach somebody who's been struggling. I come to wake them up. Somebody's finding a pig pen right now. understand about the prodigal what we call the prodigal but it's called the lost son that this lost son you gotta understand there was nothing wrong for him for asking for his goods there was nothing wrong with that what happened was he took it outside the father's house but when you begin to deal with lost sons you need to hear me church right now Lost sons is different than lost sheep and lost coins. Lost sons is people who already had entered into the sonship relationship with God. They understand baptism. They understand the Holy Ghost. They understand what it means to be used by God. And the spiritual authority has used them in the past. You need to hear me right now. You can never outreach a lost son. You have to stay in the Father's house and keep looking out the window. I hope I'm all right with this. See, 
You can't waste all your energy chasing the lost son because the lost son has to come to his own mind and realize I was better off in my father's house. And then the Bible says that when he understood, I'm a sinner, I've done something wrong. And when you understand that and you see them come back, you better run outside this house and go put your arms around them and say, come on, come back to the house. The lost son had at one time had authority. That's why you find all of a sudden he brought him out, brings him in the back of the house. Bring the rope. We're going to put the rope back on him. He smells like pigs, but that's okay. We're going to put the rope back on him. And then we're going to have to give him the ring. Now, you know, the Bible never says put the ring on the finger. Put it in, in the hand because the ring represented authority. The robe represented anointing. The ring put in the hand represented I'm back with my father. I've got authority again. Oh, Are y'all hearing me right now? I'm telling you. So this third paradigm that we all get so confused about. Well, I've got to, I've got, well, I just, I've got to go to church. Not if they're a son. You want to follow biblical kingdom thinking. Best thing you can do, I bet that father spent many nights in a prayer room trying to visit with God. Say, God, let my lost son find his way again. Some of you have been too busy chasing the lost son and finding yourself get tied up with their way of thinking. And I'm here today to rebuke the spirit of seeking after the prodigal son. You've got to let the son realize I'm a sinner and i got to get saved. know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. I had to do with my own boys. I wasn't afraid to take one of my boys and let him do what he thought he was best. Three days later, calls dad. And for three days, me and mama was fasting and praying. We couldn't leave my house. I had to let him figure it out for himself. That's the problem. Some of you are handicapping the prodigal son because you're too busy trying to band-aid God's relationship to him to teach him what's important. I'm I don't, know, I don't know why I'm on this tonight, but I'm telling you right now, you got to let do it. You're not the Savior. You're not Jesus Christ. He's the Savior. Let God do his job. Because probably all along they were too busy uplifting man. They were more concerned about man than they were God. Martha, Martha, this thing's been troubling you. So, you got to let him come home. I'm telling you right now, my son came home. I hugged on him. We never talked about what happened. He sure did laugh about how it was real tough to walk to work. How many miles he walked to work on his own? 
how many miles he had to walk just to show up on one day at work because all along daddy had a car that was the blessing in the house this week. And I let him walk to work. I know, that's hard to believe. Some of y'all have, you guys, some of y'all are struggling with this sound doctrine I'm preaching right now. Sometimes, Brother Leah, you got to believe that it's in God's hand. Brother John, you got to believe sometimes his you kids are in God's hand. I'm all right. I, I hope I am I'm not offending somebody, but yeah, but if I am, it's not because I'm trying. It's just because it's the word of God. It, it offends all by itself. Truth offends all by itself. And so I said, I said, well, so we laughed together. We cried together. <laughs> we've been having fun ever since. Well, you don't love them. Yeah, I did. That's why I let him walk out and walk him back. Actually, he didn't walk back. He called. And I went and picked him up. Because now I'm in the book. I can leave my house now. Even though I've been wanting to leave, I wanted to be this good. Thank God it only took three days. Some of y'all, you've been waiting a year. Two years. And you don't know what to do. Tell the Holy Ghost moved on me today. You need to stop worrying about your son that knows better. Because God still knows what's best. I'm not talking about sheep. Those that just come in. I'm not talking about those that lost their way doctrinally. I'm talking about those that were in places of authority. If they don't find the pig pen, they'll never realize they were a sinner. Please hear me. You have got to let go so you can be ready when the time comes. Listen to me. But the problem that we're going to deal with around here, we're going to be like the elder son. We're so busy working in the field. We never learn to partake of the fatted calf because we're so busy working in the kingdom. Let me tell you real quick about this. Pay attention. You miss this right here. Some of us, listen to me, you don't know what to do and you're not used. Some of you are more concerned. Well, shouldn't everybody be up here serving? Shouldn't everybody be up here having their hands? Shouldn't everybody up here? And some of y'all are upset because somebody decides, I'd just rather be at the feet of Jesus. No, no, church. God's trying to tell the rock church, we're in need of right now. Oh, don't listen. Some of y'all are more concerned that if I don't play the keyboard or I'm not teaching in the choir or I ain't singing in the choir or I ain't teaching in the Sunday school that I'm nothing in the kingdom. 
you got more trouble than you think you got. You got things that are bothering you. And God is saying, we are in need of a church to rise up that want to be at the feet of Jesus. And they understand, I'd rather be at the feet of Jesus right now. I'm telling you, I've seen some of you get more energy in being used by your talent than you put energy laying at the feet of Jesus. I've seen some, oh, I'm telling you, when you're up there singing the choir, my God, you got to Ooh, is it Jesus time? what we're in need of this hour? We are not in need of talent. We are in need to find the feet of Jesus. Because if I find the feet of Jesus, just ask the woman with the issue of blood. If I can just touch the hem, which is by his feet, I know I'll be, oh, you need to hear me preach a little bit. I'm telling you, I've been preaching long enough to know. I'm telling you, the most dangerous place you can be in is when you don't know what to do and you're not serving the tables. But God, we got to get to a place. You know what? I'm telling you. You know what I like about you, Brother Leal? You're being the same way up here as you are down there. That's why I, 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 I fell in love with you. Just for that reason alone. Because you know, you're a business owner. Who cares? Kingdom matters. Kingdom matters. Kingdom matters. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. The fourth paradigm is the lost relationship and apostolic movement. It's about who's preaching the next conference. It's about... Who's playing at the conference level? Who's up there on the platform? Who's doing this? That's what I hear all the time. Why not? I sure hope I get a move of God uh, like I've ever had ever at the next conference. Uh, who cares who's preaching? Uh, I want Jesus to be there. And the great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame and blind, the dumb, the maimed, the mute, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. And they went to tell his disciples, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. We need a Mary to step up in the house. We need a spirit of Mary to step in the house. Oh, if I 
can just be at the feet. Oh, if I could just know, if I could just get to that feet again. If I can just find the feet again. Ooh. Listen to me, the man that came to himself and the devils were cast out. The first thing he did was run to the Jesus' feet. Clothed and in his right mind. And Mary was come when Jesus went and saw her. She fell down at his feet saying, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Last night, Jesus, the feet matter. Feet means I got to get dirty. I got to crawl if I have to. I got to get dusty if I have to. I got to get dirty if I have to. That's all that matters to me right now. Oh, Mary, bring the pound of ointment of spike nerd, very costly, anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. Oh, but we cannot be a people who are more worried about the money and the position than we are. I've got to be at the feet. Trust me, revelation's coming. And it's going to be those that cry hallelujah. I've got to get to the feet. Some of us are more worried about positions than the real position. Some of us are more worried. Let's lift our hands and pray. Rock Church. Rock Church, let's not get so busy serving. Listen to me. Listen to me. We'll miss it. We're so busy serving and not laying down. We spend so much energy serving. Listen to me. I was in a conference a few years ago, Pelham's and Pelham's in Corporation, and some esteemed elders from the Church of the Pelham said, not called you to serve the world. I've called you to serve me. Ever flippant that you think serving the tables is more important than laying at that feet. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. All of a sudden you could almost hear a pin drop in this place. a good place, Brad, where you're so practiced up in your booth that your wife don't hear you anymore. Oh, I'm at the feet of Jesus. 
bass, best bass player of your time. You get all troubled up. Get all confused if you miss it, Sister Tabitha. Because God's kingdom is about him, not about our kingdom. Let's stand. Musicians come. Some of you need to figure out with empty hands. What am I supposed to do? I'm not being used. No one asked me to do it tonight. No one asked me to do this tonight. Please don't miss it tonight, Rock Church. I felt Holy Ghost fire came in my room. He said, Rock Church, if you ever miss this funeral, I was hoping we'd have a shout out. Felt like preaching about sliding on the streets of gold. <laughs> Maybe the world needs to hear the screams and the prayers coming out of this building. Maybe the world. I'm asking, what are we in need of? We've got to get to the good part. Am I right here, Brother Judy? We've got to get to the good part. Where we love spending more time at the feet. Just anoint your feet tonight, Jesus. Nothing else matters. I don't care who's singing tonight. I don't care. Oh, God, I need to be at your feet. Can I just rub your feet a little bit? Is there not a hungry church tonight? Is there not a hungry church tonight? No. Is there not a hungry? Come on, we got to come with empty hands. That we poured out all the oil that we had. We poured out every bit we had and just laid them at the feet of the kingdom. Oh, come on, Rock Church. Come on. The kingdom I needs empty hands. Oh, more so than just busy hands. God, won't you take oh. everything 
Is there not a cry? I don't want. Is there not a cry? I don't need it. God, I just want you. I love you, Jesus. I just want you. I'm hungry for you, Jesus. I'm I just hungry want for you. you. I just want you. Oh, we're in need of all. So take it. 